HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Life's Banquet, the show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable, with your hosts, Brett and Scott, and... That's me! And and Zara Jangora, that's me! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! I had to stop playing piano because I can't talk and play piano. He can drink water and talk, Yeah, it is true. I can actually play piano and talk if you just listen really closely. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, show that's edible, spreadable. Oh, you already said that. Okay, bye. They Sorry. know where we are. We're all here. Well... It's Christmas. It's Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And we are just sitting here. We are back in the original... Yeah, we're in Fort Green Studios. Fort Green Studios, 50, Studio 54, and um, it is decorated to the... There are lights everywhere sparkling lights glimmering lights christmas trees ornaments garlands wreaths swag i i went all out this year i'm not even done yet what, what do you mean listing the things that are that here? i'm decorating with doves dead doves live doves frozen doves <laughs> frozen doves <laughs> someone I, was telling me a story the other day about a frozen dove we love that they had dove. in the freezer uh yeah and I, it wasn't a dove bar well they probably had a snake a pet snake um, it was a woman who we both know who told us a story. She told me a story about that she was babysitting, uh, house sitting for a dove. The dove died during her uh, babysitting uh, experience, and she just put it in the freezer so it wouldn't rot away, but it could also say goodbye to its owners. No, that's nice. That yeah. is really nice. I mean, that's what. What else are you gonna do? That is like the third story I heard this week about people freezing animals. Well. <laughs> It's, you know what they say? It's the law of attraction. I mean, yeah. Well, so tell, <laughs> let's tell. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, this is a special holiday edition. Uh, and we have talked about um, peace and doves and <laughs> wings of a dove. Guys, Brenton's apartment looks like the inside of Liberace's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not quite his house. No, just because I, I don't have that much money or gold or gold leafing, <laughs> yeah, go- ever or gold bricks and bars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do have uh, the intricate um, uh, coordinates for his brain. It's really incredible. So here. yeah, so Zara, tell me about your. Well, wait, we had a week, right? We had a week. Yeah, Christ- we had Christmas party. So Zara and I are professional. In case you're just tuning into this podcast, Zara and I are both cooks and chefs and party throwers and pretty much anything else you can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll do it for, all. For, for 400 a... bucks, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> what won't we do? Why, I just played a sommelier the other night. <laughs> I did some a phone call from a friend of a friend, and I showed up at this gentleman's house. He was wonderful. 
and uh, it was on the Upper East Side Classic. And I just said to Zara at our last party, I said, you know what? I haven't worked a party on the Upper East Side. You did. You you put it out there. I it's put it. Secret. Remember when did I go? I'm gonna put it out there. And lo and behold, one of those nights, you're sitting watching reruns of Downton Abbey, and you get a text from a stranger named Colin or somebody else, and you're Colin like, Farrell. Yeah, yeah. Like, who is this? And it's like, oh, I'm a friend of so and so's, and. It was actually a friend of our friends that I saw at my favorite bar, Henry Public. So it just goes to show. Remember, I said it goes yes. out. It pays to it, go out and drink. It pays to go out and drink and to go to the same place over and over again every day of the mm-hmm. week. After two Not years. experiment you'll... with anything new. <laughs> yeah. After two years, you'll get one phone call that'll give you a few hundred bucks. Exactly. Worth every penny. Precisely. So I showed up and the guy wanted me to pour this wine for him and sort of play the part of a sommelier for his dinner party. So it was ver- Well, it was very unusual for me because I wasn't cooking. And I wasn't serving, and I wasn't cleaning. Were you nude? Uh, no, I had. I was supposed to wear tux. I didn't have one, so I wore a black suit. Uh, which, and I showed up, and he said I looked fabulous. And he took me to his wine cellar, and we had these gorgeous burgundies, red burgundies, white burgundies from 1970. Oh, we opened us. 1982 Chateau Margaux, and I'm. And he was so generous, and he gave me a taste of everything. I'm gonna work for him again. He's great. That's amazing. Uh, and you know what? I kind of thought about. I watched the Private Chef cooking, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like this job right now. Because well, yeah, and there's no schlepping. You your fingernails stay looking nice. All I had to do no was, blue cheese in your hair. Yeah, yeah. It was very or in your butt. It was sophisticated. It sounds extremely upper crust. Oh, uh, it was very upper crust. It all sounds very high society. I was kind of like watching the cook and I was like, oh, I was like, I would get those potatoes a little bit darker. But Did you give him your two cents? No, I just ate the, his two cents. <laughs> well, You stole two cents out yeah. of his wallet, yeah. his last two cents. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of parties this week. It was really fun. Everything was wonderful. Everyone was nice. Everything looked great. There was eucalyptus. There was pine needles. There was shrimp cocktail. Crab mm-hmm. puffs, things stuffed in other things. Zara made some Pastries. wonderful meatballs. Oh, balls of meat. Do you want, can I divulge your recipe? And by the way, you're not going to have the exact proportions. <sighs> well, nobody listens to this podcast, so go ahead. Okay, well, the recipe that Zara has, and I don't even know, I, but I'm just off of what you yeah, told me. Yeah, just go off the cuff. She uses pork sausage, beef, mm-hmm. right? Ground so, newt meat. Ground, ground <laughs> newt meat. And you whip that together. Make sure the newt is ground fine. Zara places some broccoli rob in it. Yeah. Which is this, I think that's the secret. It is. It keeps it, well, here, Brent and I were chatting about this earlier. We're not going to name names of places that allegedly have good meatballs, but don't, Mm -hmm. but you can just. And we're not going to talk about the meatball shop because that doesn't count. I've never been there. Um, But so the thing that can make a dry meatball, uh, as soon as I start talking about meatballs, I become Joey Badafuco, my uh, (laughs) patron saint, obviously. Um, so the thing that makes a dry meatball, I think, is not enough bread, right? So I use bread. I use a baguette, and I soak it in either water or milk, but I leave the crust on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now Play I like some music. To... And also, p- putting the um, broccoli rabe in it or any kind of vegetable adds to, like, the moisture factor. Moisture factor. I like to, um, you know, my mom used to use those uh, boxed breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. or I don't know, they're in a tube or something. A, a what are you cylinder. talking about? A tube of breadcrumbs? That sounds cylinder. impossible. You know, cylinders oh, of yeah. breadcrumbs. Of course. Like for a sake. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can use dry toasted breadcrumbs, sure. whatever you have. But And Zara, you said you can toast to toast them. Soak them in milk? Well, or... the breadcrumbs I don't soak in milk. The bread I soak in milk or water, and I use breadcrumbs, preferably panko. I'm going to lay something right upon you right now. You know what I used the other day for breadcrumbs because I didn't have any in the house? What? Here we go. Cora- Zara's little... Zara's little twist. Yeah. Matzo block. <laughs> now, but you could use matzo meal. I used crushed up um, like Ritz crackers. That Those were, crackers yeah. you had. That is so interesting. Yeah. That Same is thing. so fascinating. Delicious. 
Well, we had a, a wonderful. What else did we, we had do? a great time? Well, yesterday we recorded a video for a really popular blog, which we're not going to say what it is, but it was fun. It's national. It's, it's national. It's international. It it's, actually is international. It's Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. Pornhub.com. Brent and I. <laughs> tube mails. Took oh, wait. That's right. <laughs> Brent, tube mail? Anyway, so the <laughs> don't. this is an unedited version, so I'm not going to say any of those nasty stories <laughs> I had to edit out last week. I lost control of my temper. It happens. There. It, listen, if you guys subscribe to our Patreon and give us the money, we will give you the unedited you can hear all the awful nasty things that brett and i do that we have to edit out well there's a lot you know for for members only yeah uh, exactly for members only we're we scrooging will... around this town it's christmas time we're taking candy canes out of kids hands we're punching old ladies in the face to get their christmas stolen we went stolen. to a fabulous christmas party do you already talk about this the one that our we friend, attended oh nora's our friend christmas nora party? singley's christmas party she's we a we didn't I work for Nora Singley sometimes as a food stylist assistant. and But we do talk about Nora every mm-hmm. podcast. Well, she threw this party, and I want to tell you about this party. Oh, my God. Besides, it was incredible it and was packed. Beyond. There were so many people, and it felt like a real Brooklyn party with young, like, 30-somethings. It was just great. It was people our age. It was diverse, straights, gays, white, black, yeah, yeah. brown, Asian people. There was a rooftop. Lesbians, gays. I already said that. Yeah, yeah. Some straight white people. Yeah, some Not straight. too many. So that was nice. It was like, it's just a nice But the picture. highlight of the night for me, besides she had this fabulous bowl of, of uh, whiskey punch. And she was big And she ring. was there with a giant ice ring that she had put in her bunt pan. So it was this, like flour, flour ice ring, a glass ladle, classy, right? So you mm-hmm. walked in, she's serving punch and she pulls out of the oven a giant baked brie. And some oh. people think, oh, whatever, baked brie. You know, you wrap, you, okay, if you haven't baked brie before, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful party trick. Somebody, somebody's honk, somebody's laying, laying on, on the horn. that horn. I just went outside to the bus driver and I said, hey, and I was going to swear at them. And I said, excuse me, can you roll down your window? I said, are you laying on the horn? And the woman's like, yeah, yeah, some, these kids won't come. And I said, I have a, I have a newborn baby <laughs> that you just woke up. And so if you I could love- just, I go, we're in a residential neighborhood. So if you could not, Laid on your heart. I just excuse that you use. I was gonna swear and be nasty. I was oh, gonna have my baby. like my like New York come out like what the bleh? like what and I was like the blood clot. I said it is holidays, it is Christmas, yeah. and I'm and then tomorrow's the solstice, and I'm gonna be behave myself. Yeah, you're like I and it worked, new- and she apologized. Except- I have a newborn baby Jesus in my manger <laughs> yeah. that I have in my house, and you are fucking up his style. Manger, Wait a minute, thing. let's what? get back to the party though. Yeah. We were yeah. talking about bake bray. Okay, so she pulls out of the oven a baked brie studded with pecans. Spiced pecans. Spiced pecans. Also, it was the most delicious puff pastry. This was no. This was not your grandmammy's or your Aunt Doris's She uses DeFore puff pastry. I know that for a fact. Oh, well, I think DeFore puff pastry Maybe is the didn't. best. That's what it's we always best. used at Brucey. And it was just this decadent. Anyway, so if you want... So I've just stolen the recipe from Nora Singley. You can contact her. It um, was so good and... We had just come from a party that we were working, which was also really fun. And we get there. And I'm not kidding. I must have eaten like a full pound of baked brie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I never eat at parties. Like when I go to like. I know I was party, watching you. I was watching Zara just now brie. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen me like if we go to some random party, like eat the food? Never. No, I'm usually the person that. I wouldn't touch a, a snack with a 10 foot pole. But at Nora's house, of course. I mean, she's a fabulous cook and just a fabulous person. I went to another holiday party the next day, which and? I've been many times in a row, and it's my friends uh, Michael and Corey, and they live on the Upper West Side, and they have this wonderful party, and they do this torta, that Italian torta, mm. which is like kind of like a 
I don't know, you break it in a springform pan, and it's yeah. a bunch of dough that you stuff with, with meat and veggies. Oh, and... I'm thinking like, uh, I was thinking a sweet torta with like jam. A savory torta. Oh, so it's like us. a, it's like a pie slash cake, and it's and it's baked with Ooh. pepper, roasted peppers and oh, and roasted onions and and layers of like soppressata, and then what so the hell? It, so I don't even know about this thing. Oh my god, it's a, the best. Um, antipasto cake. An antipasto cake. Yeah, and he makes it every year, and he has like he makes six of them. And cold or hot, uh, is it baked? Room temperature, yeah, it's baked, and I it's delicious. I need to get my hands on this thing. You should make a torta. I, he will not give me the recipe, and he I'll always has out. a little squeeze bottle of like aceto or reduced balsamic, like that God sweet. You can get this. that. You can get it at Trader Joe's now. What an, and so you drizzle that aged balsamic over, and their Christmas tree had over a thousand ornaments. Oh. I saw it with my own two eyes. I did not count it. I didn't have time. Imagine uh, you like just spent the entire party kind of the Christmas ornaments. You and they had this really, really wonderful. It was like a round, a rotunda of a baked bread basket, but the inside was hollowed out. And inside were in kind of a unit, you know, like a layered. Yeah. It was like a staircase of tea sandwiches. What? So oh. it was like, a, yeah, it was wonderful. Who are these people? It sounds they're, like they were the Willy Wonka of like Italian food. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're incredible. Like, Come this way. So, there's a meatball and Alfredo fountain. This holiday season has been great. I'm throwing a party tomorrow. If anybody listens to this, it'll be too late. And party you, crash. And you were yeah, crash it. Uh, I unfortunately got horrible food poisoning. Yeah. Well, you look now thin for your party. I got food poisoning, and I actually lied in bed for almost the entire day yesterday, minus when we filmed a video, which I had to- And we went to Noodle And I had to like put myself together, be on camera and pretend that I was somebody. You looked, as always- I held it together, but as soon as it was over, I felt very terrible and I laid in bed and the only thing I did was wake up to have, I made a whiskey cocktail because I thought that would like (laughs) knock out the, I love how like I can't even not drink. I couldn't even not have a cocktail. I was like, oh, I'm puking and I have- Unbelievable. Puking out of two ends, if you know what I mean. And oh yet God. I made myself a Sambuca's whiskey cocktail mm. with a slice of uh, chocolate babka. <sighs> it was worth it. It was worth it. To every... live a day in the life as Brett and Scott. Oh. Honestly, you know how some people say if they had a thing for a day, they'd be like, oh, I would fly. I'd be invisible. <laughs> if you're if you're a man, you'd be like, oh, I'd have a vagina for a day. If you're a woman, I'm like, I'd like to see what it'd be like to have a penis. I would just want to be you for a day. <laughs> penis and all. Yeah. And just see what it's like. Two cats. Yeah, two kitties. I haven't even left the house. I just want to know what it's like inside your body and mind. It's I have an idea. Sometimes it's really nice, and sometimes it's 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 a uh, cold prickly. Cold prickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like the in- inside of Mister Freeze's lair. So that's fun. Um, so what else? So it's holidays, right? I've Everybody for listening to this. If hopefully this is a distraction from you and your family. Yeah. Uh, put those. He- put one of your AirPods in in your left ear, and then just like pretend you're around <laughs> everybody and just listen to us. Yeah, like look over there. You see Aunt Dorothy's over there. Uh-huh. You're gonna try her like her stale pizzelles. <laughs> Somebody's got some pinwheel cookies that are dry, and like mm-hmm. is that cocoa? No, it's just brown. Yeah, brown then, food. Uh, so. So, yeah. So, we've made it. Yeah, we have. So, you know, another idea is just to omit the music altogether at your Christmas dinner and just put this podcast on. That's what I'm going to do at my Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, shh, 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 shh. I, I'm about to say something really funny. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Shh. Hello, everybody. Shh. All right. Everybody's listening. Eat the tur- When I used to have, uh, I don't know if anyone out here knows, I used to have a restaurant called Brucey. I'm like the... I'm like the football player who like one time scored a touchdown in like 1977 and like talks about it every day. Yeah. But um, 
I used to play sometimes during dinner service Rodney Dangerfield stand up because I thought it was funny and it was funny because Rodney Dangerfield is amazing and maybe like a handful of other people on a Saturday night appreciated it but most people were like very very concerned and and confused it is it does seem a little funny I think it's a great idea I don't know why there's not more like class like a classic old stand-up like a Joan Rivers or something P.S. have you seen the new season of the marvelous Miss Maisel yes and Mm, whatever not as good as the first season you don't think but yeah so I don't know I think playing this just seems difficult what do you mean you're supposed to talk when you're having dinner Oh, yeah. No, don't listen to this over dinner. I was just kidding. <laughs> Everyone will leave. <laughs> She's like, I did it once and I'll never do it again. So, okay. So here we are. We're in the holidays. What is, what's going on? Well, um, what are we talking about today? Today we are going to talk about, well, so uh, my story for today is, <clears throat> also, I apologize to everyone. I have developed a little bit of a vocal fry because it started as a joke making fun of like millennials and now I realize I actually have it for real mm-hmm. like back in the day I remember I started laughing like um huh, uh, like the count as a joke I was like one peanut butter sandwich and now I kind of laugh like that I'm like yep. ah, ah, ah. I always said it's <clears throat> all fun and games until it becomes a habit exactly and it's like making a face you know when you're a little kid and you're like if you make, keep making that face it's gonna stick on you you know what I've always said that and if you're listening that it's when for example if you go around and be like hey haha, hey nice clothes you dummy head be like just kidding and then yeah. after, if you do that for 10 years, you know what? That's good in relationships. Like, well, I was just making fun of you. And then right. after 10 years, you're like, but that's actually all you do now. Now you just say, so now I have vocal fry. Well, you're not doing it right now. Just uh, more breath support. I just want everybody to know out there that if you do hear me speaking of vocal fry, it started as a joke. And well, now I'm deep in it. <laughs> and now I can I end can't stop. as a tragedy. But I, I also don't like it. So we're on the same page. If you don't like it, neither do I. Um, anyway, right, so my so topic today is I'm kind of doing a little bit of a stretch because it's the holiday. And, mm, you know, yes. I went through some different things. I contemplated maybe doing the history of eggnog. Honestly, aside yes. from like an eggnog riot that happened at West Point in the 1800s, which actually Classic. involved Robert E. Lee, eggnog is pretty boring. I love how people are like, wait, 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 what is that? It's like, sorry, you'll have to tune into next to 2019 Christmas. There's not enough meat to the potatoes, if you know what I mean. Mm. I had already done the greatest Christmas story ever, like over the summer for some reason of the first, of the dinner party in France of at course, Christmas yeah. where they ate all the zoo animals. If you haven't listened, go back to that. Our number, our first episode, right? No, the first episode was champagne. I believe it was oh, like number right. f- six or Check something. Check out our dinner party episode and you can yeah. hear the Christmas story about the- It's great. It's called that one time when they ate the entire zoo. That one Christmas when mm-hmm. they ate the entire zoo. So yeah, we've already talked about Christmas, um, but- And then I was thinking, of course, you know, Bemelman's is a great Christmas topic. You already covered that in an episode. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I do? And recently, your boyfriend Preston and I, um, you were away in Denver, and mm-hmm. we decided to have a daytime date. And neither of us had ever seen It's a Wonderful Life. And it's showing right now at a couple theaters in the city, I think, in Cinema Village East, and it's playing at I IFC. remember my mom always had that on VHS. Really? And it was always next to the... She got this Christmas gift one year called How to Tie Scarves on VHS. <laughs> oh, my God, and the 80s. I, and if I could get a hold of that VHS now of a woman. I remember I watched it. Of this someone just tying, tying scarves. That for, person is probably living in Malibu, California on houseboat. And I remember I, I, I never made it through How to Tie Scarves to get to It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Because that's always, the most boring thing that anyone can make a video about. Except that as a young budding gay guy, I was like, this is how many ways could you tie a scarf? Well, though? apparently 22 minutes worth. 
I'm confused. Well, we'll a get a scarf, hold of that. scarf, like a neckerchief scarf? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes more sense. I'm I was sure thinking... it's on YouTube. Okay. Let's watch Somebody's, it. Let's yeah. just watch it right now during the episode. It'll Perfect. be like an ASMR thing. So Preston and I decided to go see It's a Wonderful Life. And I like old movies a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've never seen it. It's on television all the time. Uh, also, Jimmy Stewart, I think probably my greatest movie star crush of all times. Yeah. I mean, a of lot of all pe- times. Yeah. He's very good looking. He's tall. He's just, he's got like kind of an attitude. He's just kind of, we. I don't know. I really. He's just cocky enough he's and just great. confident enough, but also sweet enough. Like a sweet guy. Yeah. And in It's a Wonderful Life, I was like, I was bought, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. I was like, wished I was Mary. Murray. I'd be like, whatever. I like Jimmy Stewart. I got a thing for him. Give me a break. So um, I decided that thinking about what the holidays were like, I know a lot. we have a lot of friends who are in the restaurant industry and service industry. We do a lot of cooking ourselves. Um, for those of us in the, those of us, you, us, we, them in the service industry, this is like our, we're just beginning. Yeah. And so we got to go until the, like, this is a, People are like, oh, I'm off for the weekend. Like, this is when we start. Right. And this is like, our, oh, and it can go. be, it can feel intense. So, and I'm going to get back to that later. But so my topic today is uh, short in terms of the history part, but and then I'm going to tie it around back into the service industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the film. I'm so excited it's to hear this. It's a wonderful life. It was a wonderful life. So um, It's a Wonderful Life. The screenplay started as a short story called The Greatest Gift by a gentleman named Philip Van Doren Stern. And he had been trying to... Mr. Van Doren Stern. Mr. Van Doren Stern. Would you please? He was trying to shop this uh, short story around for a really long time, for like years and years and years. Years and years? Years and years. And I the, love... See, this is our, these are our... These are our people. Our heroic moments. Exactly. So this is the whole thing. Okay. Also, I want to backtrack. Obviously, this podcast is about the highs and lows of things in food and drink, but really highs and lows in general, right? Like we like stories about people who have gone through it all and then made mm. it out. That's what's and interesting to us. And we're assuming that this time of year, it is pretty much about food and drink. So let's keep, you know. Exactly. We, so, we're going to get to that. So It's a Wonderful Life, of course, is one of the most exemplary, uh, one of the greatest examples of highs and lows and of that being... It's just the theme of the film. And then yes. the film itself, making the film, getting the film made, was full of highs and lows, as I'm about to tell you. So I'm it's kind of just fits excited. in perfectly. Yes. Um, so he couldn't get this thing sold, so he decided to give it away as a Christmas card, a 21-page Christmas card uh, to, to 200 of-, of his friends. So really? It's a Wonderful Life was a Christmas the card. The postage must have been outrageous. I know. But David Hempstead, a producer at RKO Pictures, who ended up putting out the film in 1946, got a copy of it and purchased the movie rights for $10,000, which in today's money would be around $135,000. So some grand. guy randomly decides during the holidays, like, yes. hey, here we go. And then a couple weeks later, I don't know, however long later, gets basically an offer and a check in the mail and yeah, like 100 Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But you know how much, like, you know, I'm not... I like when people send Christmas cards, but it's also kind of like, oh, I got all these Christmas cards. Imagine someone imagine someone sends you a 21-page Christmas card. You're like, this is not well, sticking on the back, fridge. That was back in the day when people had more time to Everyone's <laughs> to Christmas read cards were, were 21 pages yeah, long? Yeah, yeah. We had more. We, as if I were alive. Uh, I was. I was actually a different. I was uh, Liberace's grandfather. <laughs> uh, but- oh, my God. Do you know? I'm sorry. I have to sidebar. You know when? Did you ever see the when Bill Hader does... Vincent Price on Saturday Night Live and Fred Armisen plays Liberace. 
I've never seen that. It's, I think I think we watched it together, but uh, whatever. It's If anyone out there has not seen it, it's the funniest thing. Fred Armisen is amazing, as is uh, that whole skit, the whole Vincent Price thing. So anyway, um, in 1946, It's a Wonderful Life beca- actually gets it released. Uh, it had five Oscar nominations, no wins, and very low box office sales. Mm, interesting. Which is interesting because I would have thought it would have been like the most popular movie ever, but it really wasn't popular at all. And it wasn't even really billed as a Christmas movie. Frank Carpa, who made it, who was an Italian immigrant, like didn't, he like really loved America. He fought in the war. He So he was just making it a movie. Not yeah. About, but it, did it come out during the holidays? I don't know, but it, he said it wasn't, he didn't think of it as a Christmas movie. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, the reason that it got popular is because in 1974, there was a 20 year long copyright lapse to where like all the stations could just play it for free. That's why I was on television so much. And that's how it got so popular. We had a channel a in Wisconsin movie. called Super 18 and I'm sure it played there. Right. So like, like those everyone ch- can play it for free for 20 years from 1974 to 1994. And that is why it became so popular. It was not popular originally. So for like 30 years, it kind of sat in the shelf and be like, Oh yeah, it's wonderful. life, Cool. Like yeah, no big great. deal. Um, it also put the director, Frank Carpa, 525,000, $525,000 in the hole, which in today's money is like millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, because it like, didn't do well. It wasn't well received at all. So here's another crazy thing about It's a Wonderful Life, which really kind of like reminds me of what's going on today. Obviously, during that time, communism was like a huge thing. And uh, everyone was, you know, the Red Scare. And people were just afraid. Mm. And obviously, with Hollywood, it was a big thing. And people were really afraid of, you know, Hollywood. People are like... Turning into commies, and we need to like watch out for them. There's all these watch like groups and stuff. And so J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI at the time, um, thought that It's a Wonderful Life was full of communist propaganda. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Because obviously the banker, you know, Mr. Potter is like this bad, like rich, the rich bad guy. And like, we need to all put our money in, like, especially that, you know, that scene when the, uh, the bank closes and all the people in the town come for their money. And he's like, well, your money isn't here. It's tied into this person's money. And then everyone's like, well, it's okay. You know, we'll all work together and wait for our money and I'll just take a dollar and I'll just take a couple dollars. And the other guys, I want my $200. But so, you know, some of this, this, these themes could be viewed as socialist, I guess, communist, if you want. So it was mm-hmm. under like a major investigation for being communist film, plus the whole thing at the end where everyone like pitches in and gives up their own money to, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the film, at the end, everybody pitches yeah, wait, wait, in their don't own say money. Wait, the end? Well, it's been out for I've like, never seen it. You never saw no, it? No, that's why, don't tell me the ending. Are you serious? Well, now I don't have to see it. No, you do. It's amazing. It's... I thought you'd seen it. Mm-hmm. I was like talking to you as though we're like homies and sharing one a, a dream and a milkshake. Nope. I've never seen it. I did not do my pre- my preparation. Oh, for the- it is really good. I've watched it probably like six times in the past two weeks. I just like put it on when I've been cooking for these parties. I've seen scenes of it because it's been playing during, because I remember because I was alive during those 20 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. I, that was my formative years. I had seen scenes from it too, but it's extremely important and it's a really like wonderful, wonderful movie. So anyway, uh, it was investigated by the FBI. It kind of, it they said it was very, very close to. Com- it had communist ties. Um, yeah, the themes and as banking being bad made it like a communist films that it deliberately maligned the upper class, attempting to show people who had money were mean and despicable. Anyway, nothing was ever filed, and um, 
yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty, uh, pretty crazy that that happened. But so I was, I can't believe you never saw it. I thought you'd seen it. No. So the whole thing about It's a Wonderful Life is that, and for anyone else out there who hasn't seen it, is that the main character, George Bailey, George Bailey, talks like this. Oh, Mary. Um, he always wanted to go travel the world. He never wanted to stay in his town that he was in. He like just was like kept wanting to get out. And then his like father died and he had to like mm-hmm. stay and run the family uh, business, which was like a building and loan. And he ended up marrying this woman and he was like happy, but, and they had kids, but then he was always feeling like unfulfilled, you know? And then this thing happens. Sounds like life. Yeah. And so this thing happens at the end. He, but he kind of like digs in, right? He like finds this woman that he loves and he digs into it and he makes it his life. And you can tell that there's always something that he's like not achieving, but you know, at the same time he's happy. And then this bad thing happens and it kind of snaps him at the end. And he like tries to kill himself and an angel comes down from heaven and he ends up saving the angel. He doesn't die. And he, he's like, I wish I was never born. So then the angel shows him what life would have been like if you're never born. And it, everyone's life was all kind of messed up. And you know, it's a thing about how everyone impacts someone else. And that is what I wanted to talk about with food and the service mm-hmm, industry mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. I think when like you're, and t- I want to like get your opinion on this. Like when you're working in restaurants, especially around these times of year and you see everyone else having fun, it can feel like, well, I wish I just didn't have to do this. Like this sucks. Everything sucks. Like, you know, I don't yeah, have look at all this work to make all this food. And then people just shove it in their mouth or don't shove it in their mouth. Right. Sometimes they don't eat the food and you think I just worked so hard to whip all those crostini yeah. together and you just drop one on the floor. Like, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Or, is that, all, is that mushrooms on it? No, salty. thanks. But then sometimes like the parties that we did this weekend, then you get people who are so nice and so kind and like appreciative and like lovely. And I think like we re- us remembering Norris baked yeah. brie with spiced pecans will go down, that will go down the history books. Well, of course, but in all seriousness, like if Nora never existed or whatever, or never did the work she does, which is I'm sure extremely grueling sometimes and can mm-hmm. feel like a lot around the holidays, particularly, um, then, you know, we wouldn't have been inspired by her and we wouldn't have told someone else. And the biggest thing I think that, like, I want anyone out there listening, either if you're in the service industry or if you're just cooking for your family and it feels, like, really overwhelming and crazy this Mm -hmm. time of year, um, is that it makes a difference. It makes a difference, you know? Like, there was this guy one time, I just told someone this story the other day. There was this guy one time who came into Brucey and I used to run food from the kitchen sometimes and drop it at tables. Uh, and sometimes I would drop food on people's heads. No big deal. Um, but when I didn't, and it made it safely <laughs> down, to the table. Down their back list. There. I remember this one guy one time, I put down this plate of tagliatelle, and he looks at his friends, and he was like, oh, my God, this is my favorite. And it, like, made me cry because it's just, like, you And really... tears dropped into the tagliatelle. And, yeah, and, and then I, he's like, excuse he's me, like, can I get a new tagliatelle? Can, like... <laughs> can I have one without your fucking tears in it, you <laughs> gross animal? I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> And we framed it and dehydrated it, and now it's in a. It's a- yeah, <laughs> I wear it. And I ground it up. I wear it in a thing around my neck. But um, no, I uh, I just think like you know we have this opportunity sometimes to do things for people, and you don't realize how you touch people or like affect them by the things that maybe you're even annoyed by having to do, and or mm-hmm. like that feel grueling or like oh I burnt myself making this ham or oh like my turkey didn't come out or oh like you know these people are rich and they're shoving their faces with food and I can't be with my family. And 
you know, you just don't realize like your impact on people sometimes. And I kind of think that it's an interesting time of year to remember that whether or not you've seen this movie, you like it or not, but it just kind of brought that feeling. Exactly. To the surface. Yeah, no, that, it makes perfect sense. I mean, it is, oh, Sparkles is hunting apparently. There's either a rat or a giant cockroach in my kitchen. Uh-oh, he two. is hunting. Sparkles, just remember what you do affects other cats. <laughs> and most importantly, me. And if you do get that cockroach, <laughs> please don't put it next to my pillow. <laughs> so, you know, that is really important. And yeah. I thought about that too when I was working the other night. And sometimes... I, you know, my other thought on that is I was like, well, this is the life I chose, right? Yeah. We decided to cook. This is the job that we're doing right now. Exactly. And it is America, apparently, for now. <laughs> Before it becomes Russia, next year it's still America. <laughs> Before all of our rights are taken away from us, as of right now, you Russia-erica. can still switch careers and do whatever you want. Before it becomes Trump- Trumperica, Russia. Yeah. Russia. But it is true. I think that... It, there are there are good sides and bad sides for all all things right and especially you know we tend to talk about food and cooking and that's that is what we do mm-hmm. uh and at the end of the day i there is of course there's bad moments and there's stress moments and there's things there's moments i have i'm like i'm never ever you know what from this day forward i'm only eating salting crackers and buying canned new england <laughs> clam chowder from trader yeah. joe's i swear it i am getting salads from a to-go place because that's what everybody else does yeah and then maybe like 12 hours passes and I'm like, Oh, I need to make that chocolate cake roll. <laughs> like suddenly I'm like, yeah. Wait, Oh, I'm healed again. You just need to find another reason to make it passionate. Totally. I just think we need to, it's a good lesson to remind ourselves all year, but especially in this time of year, that is lovely and also very painful and sad in some other way. Of course. Yeah. To remember that like the littlest things you do impact other people and that when you think if you're out there and you're listening and this is kind of a desperate feeling time of year for you or a very uncomfortable or very sad or very painful time of year for you as it is for a lot of people and this year I'm dealing with like you know the first year my dad being dead so there's big feelings for me too I just want to say in the same tone if it's a wonderful life imagine you know not to be too corny and to step in any over any boundaries of being like well you should just appreciate what you have because that's can be something that feels very annoying to hear but um just to remember that you know there are bits of life that are good and when you're depressed it's hard to remember that mm-hmm. um but they exist you know well i can tell you this the bits of life that i'm really into right now are yes. cookies oh those are the best bits and this leads me speaking of cooking yes and everything i thought about what i was going to talk about which is very minimal to this week because it's basically but i mean at this point you're probably with your family all the most the hard work of everything has been done mm-hmm. so i wanted to refresh everybody what makes food and holidays important and what you can do to a make it a little stress-free and to bring it back down Perfect. Uh, and i do besides rolling a joint and drinking <laughs> two gin martinis very quickly <laughs> that is also an option and i always start with that yeah and if you have food poisoning like i did um i thought like you know what just getting down to like the 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 essence of what christmas is and whether you're and i don't even mean a religious way i grew up catholic so perhaps part of me has my but and i think christmas and just let's call it december yeah because we also celebrated hanukkah yeah and there are many other holidays of which that I am uninformed of. I know like Kwanzaa was a big mm-hmm. one. I personally didn't celebrate that. But yeah. the whole point is that we can all celebrate December together. That's true. It is the end of the year. I like to, in fact, I don't even say Merry Christmas. I say Happy Holidays. Yeah. 
I say. Uh, and it is also leading up into New Year's Eve. And the solstice. Yeah, and the solstice. And these are all just December things. Yeah. And if you follow the Mayan calendar, then I guess let's just call it the 13th week of the 13th day and we'll be cool with that too. <laughs> like uh, we are open to all calendars and celebrations and let's just say that this is uh, a lunar part of the year which we are celebrating. Yeah. If you're in the Heaven's Gate cult, it's about time to die. Yes. Uh, however, uh, since those of you who are listening are probably celebrating Christmas or some sort of holiday, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, America is off during christmas mm-hmm. so it's a you know other unfortunately other religious holidays that's just the majority that's just the way it works yeah uh so let's just enjoy it right for some people that means having dim sum on christmas day or christmas eve that's what you do isn't i always it? have dim sum on christmas eve so my christmas eve in case you're asking you're not perfect unsolicited advice for brett and scott starting now uh my grandfather his birthday was on december 24th and he has passed now his name is louis ludwig Schwapalski old Polish guy. Anyway, and uh, he always wanted spaghetti meatballs. I love that. So I, when I think of Christmas Eve, I'm like, oh God, I got to make my big pot of spaghetti meatballs. I'm probably not going to do it this year because I just, it's okay. Like I, for me, it's more about with our family. Two things. First thing, open invitation if you'd like to join us for spaghetti meatballs at spaghetti Monty's. Meatballs. Second thing, if you want to stay home and you don't want to make meatballs, guess who's got some extra balls in the freezer, this girl. Oh. I'll pop over. I got some sauce in the freezer. Amazing. We'll heat it up, put it together, throw some garlic bread. <laughs> Caputo's done. Um, no, but uh, so traditions, right? And yeah. uh, one of the things that came to mind when I thought of like these essences of holiday things, like cinnamon and and spices and all those scents and, you know, all of our scents are senses are alive and we have here christmas music is like pumped into our ears every store every car every radio station christmas lights you know you can go light viewing and uh and i think the and rum cake i thought rum of cake. i thought of rum cake this week because i had all these ideas i wanted to make a croquembouche i wanted to make a ginger i wanted to make a gingerbread house you know and i always have i definitely am one of those people that has like four thousand ideas you do and then i end up making one or two of them but that's I'm, the great thing about you You're uh, whatever very creative. i'm like uh, Life is long. Life is short and long. I'm like, hey, yeah. I have made gingerbread houses before. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it is a lot of work. And it's very expensive. It's a lot of work. And you're not going to really eat it. It's just. that's. I think that's the one thing for me. I'm always like, I do want to make a really fabulous one year that I will, you have to work on it much further in advance than you think. Absolutely. Like by November 1st, you better start. You need your plans. I think back to school, you got to start drawing up the yeah. the blueprints. Martha I could Stewart also- starts hers a decade ahead of time. Uh, perfect. I could picture you bring like an architect in. You're like, okay, so you guys are wearing like hard hats, <laughs> like walking through. You're like, we're going to just put the foundation right here. I could picture you getting stoned. I, contra- and, like, I fired my old contractor. It. It's been a disaster. <laughs> the foundation was laid. We had to, <laughs> but the, the, the contractor is like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> our gender. It's like my gingerbread house, like a reality show. Uh, no, but rum cake is one of those things that I thought, better than a panettone, everybody gets those Italian panettones. Let's just face it, kids. They're only good if you make them in a bread pudding. I'm uh, not into panettone. A fruit cake, mm, a stolen. Oh, eh. no, I ha- I'm sorry. I am. I have to go backtrack. I made a fruit cake last year, though, that was like more like a dense, like a bread. It wasn't really a yeah, fruit so cake. Yeah, so it wasn't a fruit cake. It was with real dried fruit, though, not with that, whatever that garbage is with the green no, and the red. you can make real dried fruit, but it's still a fruit cake. This thing was, I'm going to make it for you sometime. All right, go well, ahead. Anyway. Stolen, whatever. So I decided is the it one. stolen or Stalin? Stolen. Okay, because Stalin so... obviously evokes bad memories, yeah, not yeah. food. Stalin, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> different type of uh, category altogether. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, rum cake. Oh. Now a rum cake, and of course I used. If you listen to our last week's Martha Stewart Christmas episode, um, I'll never forget. I grew up in Wisconsin. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was a friend of the family. Her name is Connie. And mm. somehow, like in Wisconsin, everybody seems to be named Connie. Oh, Connie! Like, Connie is always bringing a hot dish. Connie, Connie's coming has over. Has a tuna noodle casserole. With yeah, crunchy Connie onions. is coming down. What's behind and me? A sparkle's hurting me. No, there's a giant tiger that's trying to oh, it's slash her. So rum cake for me. First of all, I always remember as a child. This is the first time you get to drink rum, right? You're yep. like, oh. And Connie used to slather that rum. She's. I think she used an entire bottle of rum. Connie, the cake was just. It was more like a wet, it was a pudding because it was soaked with yeah, rum. Yeah, kind of like a rum, well, in Italian, they had like rum baba. So, the- yeah, rum baba, exactly. That's the same thing. And basically what it is, it's a yeasted dough that you make, and then you you make this with milk and flour and some eggs, and then you let that rise. And almost like a brioche, you mm. fold the butter into it afterwards. So oh, it's a slightly wow. different. Now, um, I'm making mine tonight. I've infused my milk with some bay leaves, and I'm going to put some orange in it just to give it a little extra pizzazz. That sounds great. You know, as, our, as, as our century, as our human uh, race becomes more civilized, we require more flavors. It's true. Mm-hmm. More pizzazz. More pizzazz. We need more pizzazz. Kids, more pizzazz. Um, excuse me, contractor. I'm going to have to fire. There's not enough pizzazz in the pool area of this yeah, gingerbread yeah. mansion home. I do apologize. And anyhow, there. Uh, so rum cake. So you make this cake. You let it rise. You put it in some fabulous kind of wonderful bun cake or some kind of milk mm. that you have. And then you just let it soak. So you put the rum mixture on it. So it actually kind of, it's one of those cakes that you can, gets kind of better. Yes. And it gets you drunk. Drunken cake. Because <laughs> let's be honest, the holidays are about getting wasted. Well, that's kids. perfect. I've been trying not to drink. I haven't had a drink in a couple days. Good for you. Um, And so it's going to be perfect because I can pretend that I'm not drinking tomorrow night, but I'll just eat like a half of the cake. Exactly. And then the next day <laughs> when you feel horrible, but you don't know why, and you tell all of your friends, <laughs> like, I'd be like I don't understand. Like, I didn't drink last night. I went. To Breton's party, and I just had rum cake. Well, it's really funny when we went to Nora's party the other night. I we got there, I was completely starving, I hadn't eaten anything. And I go over, and there's like the brie, but before the brie came out, there was all these other snacks, and I was so hungry, I was like shoving food in my face, like mm-hmm. in a way that I normally don't do ever, but definitely not at a party. And there's like tiny brownies, and I was standing with Preston, and I like shoved a couple brownies in my mouth, and I was like, like Are did they a chip, pop- I did a chipmunk face and went to Preston, and I was like. Do you think there's drugs in this? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. Listen, edibles are Down the hatch. bound these days. And you know what? Go ahead and give some of your family some edibles. Tell them don't, first, yeah, Don't tell them. When I I'm was in, listen, I have a sidebar story. When I was in high school. Lots of sidebars tonight, kids. Yeah, well, you know, it's our podcast. It's our show. Yeah. It's our radio. It's uh, a thing we were doing. I'm it's trying not to say podcast. <laughs> and I just said it. Um, okay. So when I was in high school, I worked at a bunch of different pizza shops and there was this one pizza shop that like all of the, all the cool guys in school worked in and they took, one of them was like selling mushrooms at the time. And so they took the shake from the bottom of like a pound of mushrooms and put it in the pizza sauce. A pound of mushrooms is a lot. Yeah. And they put it in the pizza sauce. Did, did all the customers get messed up? I guess. Well, you don't know. Isn't that? absolutely awful and this is why you should never ever eat at a pizzeria in long island ever this is what happens although this was the early aughts well you know um so you're making a rum baba i'm sorry rum baba 
Grumbaba and, of course, you know, one of the other... I'm just trying to think also because I'm having a party tomorrow night. Yeah, what and kind I'm of very, drink, what drink... What's your drink situation going to be? I don't even know. I don't Nog? Know. I'll probably mix... I don't know. You got to start Nog like two weeks ahead of time, though. If you're no, like, I've, made, I've made eggnog. In fact, my favorite recipe is from the Martha Stewart where you fold the egg whites mixed with... I think you put a little either whipped cream or egg whites. I've done it... Yeah. Remember, I've done it before. Um, and the great thing about eggnog is... You, know, you want tons of nutmeg. It's delicious. Cloves and uh, don't be afraid of, you know, it has raw egg yolks. Mm-hmm. So use good eggs. But most importantly. The egg uh, yolks get cooked. Yeah. No. You make it like a creme anglaise. I've never done that. Yeah. You kind of make it like a thin. The, I've well, made it before. You make it like a thin creme anglaise and you soak it in the fridge for two weeks with the alcohol so it doesn't go bad. It is true. There is a, if you go on the, on a, on the internet. And then you fold them that It's voice. called aged uh, aged eggnog and Michael Ruhlman yeah. has a thing for aged eggnog and it's you're delicious. supposed to start on December 1st. I didn't. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that eggnog that I made for my party years ago was delicious. I made it the day of and it was incredible. It was. And I did not. A divine. And I did not cook the egg yolks. What did you everybody do? Got, <laughs> everybody had salmonella and we all lost 10 pounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all shared the bathroom for the rest there of was the a, night. There was a recall on eggnog across the country. <laughs> <laughs> so romaine lettuce is back everybody back to normal is it yes you can have your caesar salads i in fact i had romaine all week do you know that romaine lettuce <laughs> shockingly i had food poisoning. <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> i haven't i actually have not eaten romaine lettuce in uh, more than eight days do you know that romaine lettuce is more packed with nutrients than kale uh yeah i've heard that's what everybody says what I the hell's like going on behind day, me you keep making faces is women so, doing something there's weird? a cat behind you doing really cool stuff hey you want to he's like make Oh, uh, <laughs> hi. And that's and that's hello and goodbye from a cat. So I have a question for you for um, your chef recommends for this week. Ah, uh, yes. For chef recommends, what are the most kind of, what are some of your tips for like the fanciest kind of thing that you can make? You know, like a crown roast or whatever. How to make something that seems very fancy, but is a little bit more, is a little easier to make. Okay. Well, this reminds me, a funny thing you should ask. Uh there's two options I'm thinking of. Okay. One of them is a, a, a roast, mm. right? like a prime rib roast. Now, you can go in your butcher shop. They can get very expensive depending on how many people. Again, when you're buying a roast and you have 10 people, you say like eight ounces per person. Yeah. And that includes the bone and some of the fat, right? But that's plenty of meat for one human. Yeah. And so uh, what's really easy about that is you can just put it in the oven at a very low temperature starting the beginning of the day. So when at the end of the day, and you can like make a dry rub for it, mm-hmm. you know, you can glaze it, put some brown sugar, some, you know, use yeah. your imagination, Google it. But um, Sounds great. that's one thing. And then by the time the it's time for dinner, it's displayed and it comes out of the oven and people think you like, oh my God, this gorgeous, you know, mm-hmm. you, know what, you know what I love with that is the cute little, like whatever those little feet things, you pom-poms you put on the end. You can, you know what? You can order little pom-poms you can get like roast pom-pom things from amazon yeah and they're little paper things you put them on and people love those and if you don't if you don't have those or forgot to order on amazon your delivery is not coming you can make them out of tinfoil oh yeah and you could probably even there's probably a youtube video which i did not make but should of how to make <laughs> and will paper and will how to make paper pom-poms uh and then my second recommendation i've done this before and people love it go to the store and get some puff pastry 
And again, if you can get that Dufour brand, we love it. Ah, it's so uh, good. That is fabulous. And uh, Dufour makes wonderful puff pastry, and you can take that and you, I wrap it around a side of salmon. <gasps> now, and then in that, you can put some honey and some mustard, and then you wrap Yum. the puff pastry, you glaze it with egg yolk, and then you shove that in the oven when you're ready. And that can be kept in the fridge, yeah. right? You can make some little leaves. You can make some, like, you can make mm-hmm. it fish-shaped if you want. Oh, yes. And that really does not take long, probably, like, you know you don't want to overcook salmon so like 30 depending on how thick it is you'd have to we'd have to you'd have to call me and i can tell you exactly how to do it <laughs> call me now uh but then you know it comes to the oven and then everybody gets a slice of this beautiful yeah puff pastry with the salmon and you know what if it's overcooked a little bit eh, like Who it's, cares it's some, a wonderful life it's a wonderful life make some honey mustard sauce and and just drizzle soak it in rum soak it in rum <laughs> And Soak then, that yeah. fish and rum. Yeah, everybody, tonight we're having liquefied gin, mm, salmon, aquavit. So, so I like big roasts, and those are things that look impressive when yes. you come out. And something that you can do ahead of time that doesn't require a lot of energy or, totally. uh, you know, a whole lot of t- time, I guess, is what we're looking at. I'm doing a beef wellington this year for Christmas dinner, which is definitely not uh, casual and not fancy. It is fancy, but um, I'm having dinner with couple friends and some family and it's been requested and i think also i was gonna do lobster thermidor lobster. R- risotto uh, though yes so a lobster thermidor but with rice I mean, my question was what should i serve with that i mean i'd normally do salad but we're doing wedge salad as a mid-course so that's i'm like but it feels like it needs a green uh, side of mushrooms but that's in the Wellington. Oh, you're right god there's too many mushrooms then just do a spinach? giant just do a big thing of uh, cream spinach Okay. Or cream kale or something. Cream and char. It's like mix it up. Mm. Mix it up. I'm, okay. I think that's what you should. Yeah. You know, right. I went to this restaurant Via Carota the other day, which is in the city. I've and, still never been. Well, I went and they had this delicious roasted mushroom dish. Mm. Mixed roasted mushrooms. And underneath the mushrooms was uh, a f- f- melted smoked scamorza. Oh. <gasps> Which is the title Scamot. of our which is the title Scamot. of our next album, ah. Melted Smoked Scamots. That's the name so, of my book. Yes, and that story. is a basic, It's kind of like a mozzarella that's wrapped. It's like in, an aged mozzarella. It's an aged mozzarella, and it and it's melts and with the mushrooms, and it was beyond. That sounds so delicious. And that was we just had that with some bread and a salad, and that was lunch, and that is all I needed for the entire day. It yeah, was so delicious. That's perfect. I really want to get over there. I do love Bavette, which is owned by the same people. It's so cute. And there, Preston and I went in to have some uh, bubbles the other day. Just gorgeous. And what about you? Really what cute. Chef recommends this week? What do you recommend for um, a quick party? To do something quick and cute. Well, you know what I've really realized over the years is that I think for holidays, I used to try to do things that were fancy. There was a year that I had, I think I may have told this story before. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Yeah. But I was dating someone and I really tried to make this really elaborate 1920s France. It was so specific. And I researched everything that we would have. 1923 France, but south of France, but... Yeah, and it was really... But made by German immigrants. Exactly. It was was highly specific. And the food was lovely and it was delicious, but I missed the point a little bit. And I think it was, and it was a turning point in our relationship. I think his family was like, while I wanted to impress them, and I think they in some way were impressed, like... I missed the like lovingness. The... You kind of turn it more into like a restaurant. Yeah, kind of thing. and it's yeah. when I had a restaurant. Um, I, yeah, so we've we've both done that. And since then, I realized the best thing, the best way to celebrate, whether it's just having people over a Sunday dinner or a big holiday, even if you want to get fancy, is to just make sure that the 
centerpiece, the focal point, like the whole Shabbat Shabbizel is about having fun. And I'd rather eat with my hands than have perfect silverware. So my tips are whatever you decide to make, make it, make sure that you do not lose sight of the fact that it's supposed to be fun. And that even if you're with people and it seems grueling or horrible or Mm -hmm. awful, find some way to give yourself some joy. Yep. And this is where the edibles come in. Exactly. Also, we had a (laughs) dinner party recently. We had the uh, Hanukkah dinner party at my house where we Mm -hmm. went around the table at dinner time. And not that this is super uncommon for us. I mean, we have a cool group of friends. I think we talk about real stuff. But instead of just, you know, gossip dinner conversation we posed a qu- questions to each other and we all went around the table and answered them and it's kind of a good way to break well, the yeah ice. and a lot of people are if you're i'm personally not religious i don't really say prayers but yeah. i do give really good toasts and i know a lot of people listening are religious and that's great and uh there and so sometimes the meal may start with a prayer but i think also we ended it with that yeah and it was interesting to kind of eat you know sort of acknowledge dinner acknowledge each other's presence and then when you're kind of full and tired you're like okay and then you're kind of sitting around the table everybody went through and it really uh brought everybody together yeah it was really now sometimes during the holidays that might you might get certain people that don't want to play that game yeah uh so maybe keep it a little lighter maybe just say like right hey what are what's what was your favorite thing or what was your most unfavorite thing i always like to try to keep it open yeah I don't like to force positivity. Yeah, you could say, like, what was the most prolific thing that happened to you this year? What's the thing that stood out the most? People, that- you know what? Even people that don't like to talk, I've found, well, first of all, a few cocktails and a yeah. chocolate peanut butter edible. They'll start, couple, they'll start yapping. After a couple of lines of cocaine <laughs> and a turkey yeah. leg, people will tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I'm like, okay. So <laughs> Here, I'm does anyone want to borrow my favorite book? <laughs> so I go to the Brooklyn Bridge. You're not going to believe it. I'm going to cherry, cherry. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. So I go to Chinatown. Well, before I went to Chinatown. That's actually, that's normally how I think. Well, so I was going to Chinatown. But the thing is, well, I was going to go to Chinatown, but I made <laughs> Chinatown, 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 Chinatown. <laughs> but yeah, I think going around. So my, my tip is just to get it, get, have some joy and get into the real point of these times a year, which is to try to, I don't know. It's a time to tap into your emotions, positive and negative. So make that the focal point. Uh, I just kept hearing tip and tap. Is that weird? Tip tap. Yeah. Yeah. Tip tap. Um, Breton. I want to ask you also another question. Mm. What do you think about, we didn't discuss this before as we normally do, but let's do this on the fly for top three this week. Yes. Would you want to do our top three Christmas songs of all time? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, let's see. Top three Christmas songs. Cause you had mentioned Christmas albums before. But... Um, my favorite here. I think I, you want to play yours. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Can will you play mine um, too? I think my top three Christmas songs are, let's see. Okay, so that one. Okay. I'm like that one. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And then I'm sing it like Fergie. Uh, my other favorite the... ones. <laughs> That's Silver Bells. Bells. Um, and I'm then... Robert Goulet. <laughs> yeah, so now my favorite <laughs> of all time is I do like chestnuts or the Christmas song, as they call it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also... Just uh, roasting on an open fire. This is where, like, I, you know the... Jack Frost. Uh, we have to get on the same page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we 
are warming up. And then finally, my favorite Christmas song of all times uh, is oh, <laughs> um, Sleigh Ride. Oh, yeah. Walking in a winter lun- Yes, it is. Okay, perfect. A duty body, booty body, boo. So let's see that one. And what are your yeah. three favorite? Um, my my third favorite is uh, Mariah Carey. Um, oh. All I Want for Christmas. Okay, go ahead. Next one. Um, uh, can you play it? No, really, I don't do that. Okay, go ahead. You don't next play one. any. Go ahead, Mariah ne- Carey. Next songs? one. Okay. My second one is Bruce Springsteen. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's so one. good. Yeah. He does a great job. And then my favorite, I think, is the Ronettes version of, I don't know. There's so many good ones. Maybe I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. Which comes off of, oh, here you right. go. Don't, don't. Underneath the Christmas tree so, last night. Folks, just so you know, that was actually not, that was Uncle Jimmy. And... <laughs> And mommy's <laughs> husband and Uncle Jimmy's brother, his brother got in a really big fight. Don't worry. No one was kissing Santa yeah. Claus except for Mrs. Claus. Um, you know what else I really love is that Muppet song on the, uh, on the bleh, John Denver and the Muppets. What's mm-hmm. it, what is it called? Christmas, the Christmas is, coming. is coming. The goose is getting fat. Right? Yes. That's great. It's just, well, it's. It's in canon. It's fabulous. Wonderful. Anyway. Also, uh, of course, um, run DMC Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mm, I'm too white for that. Oh, <laughs> excuse us. I'm just too old. Just kidding. Actually, that was my generation. <laughs> I love it. It's like a white rep. <laughs> it's the best part. Um, Those are all great. My the- favorite Christmas album, though, is definitely, I mean, you were talking about this before, like each family has a Christmas album mm-hmm. that's very meaningful to them. What, what was yours? I think, well, ours was. Oh, oh my God. No. Sparkles. No, Sparkle. Whitman. Whitman. Oh, oh, you must ruin the whole podcast, you jerks. You filthy animal. (laughs) We listen to a lot of the John Denver and Muppets, but my favorite Christmas album of all times, and Preston kind of reintroduced me to this, is the Carpenters Christmas album. It is the best. It is the best. I really think it's the best. It's really, really good. Uh, It's it's just beyond. It's filled with... Glory and sparkles and glitter and it, harmonies and fugues and piano and symphonies. It's like, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's really, really great. My definite favorite, the one was important to my family, my dad at least, was um, Phil Spector's Yeah, that's a good Christmas one. with the Ronettes. Um, of course, of course. I mean, Although can't. Phil Spector is extremely problematic being that he has terrible hair. Yeah. And well, is a murderer. Yeah. But besides that, great album. You know what other song I love that I just forgot about for a minute? Um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Because it's Christmas all over again. Yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Why are you making that face? You don't like that song? <laughs> no. Why not? I don't know. You Do you even know it? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. I do know it. I'm going to tell the ghost of Tom Petty, He's who is right going now. to bring you coal for Christmas I that you don't got like. It. It's under the thing. Because it's Christmas. That's my Tom Petty impression. I <laughs> uh, Yes, it's a, that's the second time Again. you've done it now. We've had it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we got it. So, anyway, wrapping up here. here We're wrapping it up like a yeah. present. Right, Guys, well, thank, thank you so much. You. I hope that you all have a really nice Christmas. 
please email us if you have any issues with your family. We'll be right over to spray them with a fire hose. That's right. Thank you. From Life's a Banquet, have a happy holidays and a wonderful Christmas. And don't forget the edibles and the gin. <laughs> Hasta la pasta.